Hello, this is Ryan with Product Hunt Radio. I'm here with Kevin Rose and Brandon Mulligan. What's up, guys? Hey, Kevin Rose here from Product Hunt Radio. Hello. I like that radio voice. You've been practicing. <laughs> I've done a handful of podcasts. I know. I used to watch Dignation back, I think, since episode one or way back. Really? Yeah. I yeah. actually, this is the first you've told me this. Well, and I also used to watch you on Tech TV. I used to watch The Dark Tipper. Remember Dark nice. Tipper? Nice. I do yeah. remember The Dark Tipper. I do. I remember that time you blew up a computer. Uh, yeah, I'd use thermite to blow up the computer. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. With Om Malik. Yeah, I got to get rid of all the data and just, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want the Dark Tipper to come back. No, no. Dark Tipper is dead officially. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so, Brendan, what are you up to? It's your what? turn to talk. Oh. I mean, uh, I've been <laughs> We're watching, doing a show. I've watched Dignation uh, since, <laughs> yeah. since I was four. You have a tattoo of me on your body, which is <laughs> awkward but awesome. Well, it's been, it's a, it's in a nice place. Have you, have you ever had any Dignation tattoos? <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a Dig tattoo. There was not a Dignation tattoo. Okay. I signed, uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've signed some curious places in the, oh, in okay. the past, back in my youth. Is nice. the Dig tattoo still there? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe it was replaced by a Reddit tattoo or a product on tattoo. <laughs> I actually mm. prefer that. The, you know, you can just like you can do the parking lot PE over anything. Yeah. Really, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> so you're working on cluster, and you just you launched was it a month ago the 2.0? Yeah, we sort of we launched about a year ago as a post-event photo ag- aggregation app, and over the past year we've seen the main use case move from uh, people trying to get photos together after a vacation or a wedding to a small group of people communicating with each other sort of in a, in a private social networking fashion. So we redesigned the app and redid the onboarding to more focus on that use case. Yeah, we actually used it at the Product Hunt Happy Hour. When was that? About a month ago. I think yeah. it was actually right the day out, you launched. It was the week. Yeah, the yeah. Week. yeah, I'm like, this is perfect. And uh, yeah. it was fun. It was fun because I couldn't go to the happy hour, but I was able to watch you guys posting shit the whole time. Yeah, give you a little bit of FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as everyone knows that's listened to the show, we just talk about products. So Kevin, you play with a lot of products. I do. I play with a lot of products. I, uh, you know, obviously my day job, um, for those who don't know, I'm an investor over Google Ventures. Um, so I spend a lot of time sitting down with founders, drinking way too much coffee, and, uh, you know, reviewing apps, playing with new stuff, hardware, software, somewhere in between. Um, so I see a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have some stuff that, you know, I also obviously uh, use Product Hunt quite a bit, and you can see my profile at producthunt.com slash Kevin Rose and I go and I have a hard time not saying dig but I upvote <laughs> a bunch of stuff vote up whatever you say we, we were actually so Nathan and I in the beginning we were trying to figure out what do we call it do we want to go upvote do we want to go like do we want to love like what's the right word like hunt hunt up hunt yeah I don't know so we just went with you know something that everyone in startups kind of understands like upvote's like a sign of interest I yeah. guess so so I do that, and I've found a bunch of stuff. I've got a, a few things to talk about today, but do you want me to start with a something? I've got yeah. a question. What? Yes. How, how do you how do you use it as an investor? Like, what's your what is Product Hunt? How's that changed your workflow, if at all, as an investor? Are you finding stuff on there that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's kind of part of my daily routine. So I think that you know the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is Product Hunt, Tech Meme. Uh, sometimes TechCrunch, but normally if it's been too long and I just haven't read it. Um, uh, Hacker News sometimes, um, you know, just a, a bunch of different places and just start clicking on links. And I'll go down the list and just open up, you know, six, seven new tabs based on what's up there. And 
go through that, then obviously check email, and then come back later in the day and look and see if anything's changed or anything's jumped up and do the same yeah. thing all over again. So it certainly is, um, I found that the community is awesome. They're really thoughtful. They're all nice people. I love how it's super vetted. Uh, and you have a really, you know, you've done a really good job of kind of handpicking who who gets in, who can contribute new stories. So you know, there's not a lot of spam, which mm -hmm. is which is awesome. So um, some of the stuff. It's a little cleaner than your inbox. Yeah, it's certainly. I mean, my inbox gets a bunch of random stuff, but yeah. and obviously is not just products, but all kinds of stuff. So. Um, yeah, I, I take the time to uh, to go through and, and just play with as much stuff as I can. And some of the stuff I've seen before, you know, obviously this stuff is at least in kind of beta yeah. or, or launched. So, um, you know, typically I, I tend to see stuff at the kind of like early alpha stage or before they're ready to announce something right, on the right. site. But then, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of stuff I just, there's so many startups in, going on right now that you miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I find new stuff on Product Hunt. There's actually something interesting. So two times this week, someone has emailed, a founder has emailed me and said, hey, can you take this? product down and so I'm, I'm actually facing this this situation where I need to figure out what are the policies what are the guidelines with posting because there are situations where a product is not yet ready for public their landing page isn't optimized maybe they're in beta they don't want attention and I need to figure out okay do I uh, you know a, a, appease founders and say okay I'll take it I down know, or that's do your I problem yeah. why do yeah. they have a landing page in yeah. like exactly and that's 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 the, the problem is why is it public if it's really not supposed to be public yeah um, I mean just follow I mean Apple would never have a new product right. like landing page before it's announced right, right. so just don't right. put one up yeah yeah um, so It'll be an interesting challenge to navigate some of that because I've had a friend whose uh, his uh, enterprise Apple download link was posted on on Product Hunt, and that's not supposed to be public. Oh, I see. And he's not ready, and it's you know he's my friend. I'm I'm going to take it down for him. But longer term, it's you know what is the policy? What what do I do? I don't want to have editorial control. Yeah, so. the tricky thing for you too is that you have to go in and then validate that this person is who they say they are, and exactly. they're actually associated yep. with that product. And it, you know, mm -hmm. as you scale, that's just going to be a pain in the ass and actually consume a lot of your time, which yep. is which kind of sucks. Yep. Yeah. Totally. It seems like if they've, they've clearly built a marketing page of some kind and it's not someone got like a random link that they found like through a text message or something, that right. it shouldn't really be your responsibility to police that. If someone's yeah. posting like something that clearly wasn't supposed to be posted, then maybe you can step in. Yeah. Yeah. Do people post just direct links to an enterprise? It's happened on once or twice. No yeah. landing page or anything. It's just, just click the link and the app starts installing. Um... I'm not sure if they had a landing page. If, if they did, it was just a simple click here to download. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't intended to be public. Because as you know, a lot of people are, are using those to create landing pages that they email to their private beta group of 100 people or yeah. so. Um, well, we use yeah. that for ScreenShotter, where we built yeah. a product hunt specific landing page yeah, for that was a, awesome. a direct link, which I was a really amazing use the same color red, too, which is like very thoughtful. I like that. Oh, yeah. The button was red. <laughs> <laughs> Conversion rate went through the roof because of that. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were talking about Fire earlier. Yeah. So Fire fi just announced. Was it yesterday? Fire was announced yesterday. Uh, this is um, Amazon's uh, first entry into kind of the mobile smartphone market. Android phone. Uh, bunch of bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff on that phone. So how many cameras? Uh, like thirty. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not thirty. It's 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 quite a few. It's um. Let's see, one, two, I'm looking at this, I see one, two, three, four, five total cameras. And, you know, hmm. I, I would say that in looking at, at what they, they've brought to market here, I I can appreciate some of it, and, and a lot of it I'm just like, it feels like a lot of candy, 
And yeah. I think that like the, the tricky thing about candy is like when you add too much candy, all of a sudden you get like this like sugar crash because you're like, wow, this phone is just a lot of like, you know, they're just trying to sell it too hard. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's all glitz and no kind of backbone. So yeah. Um, you, they show some of the 3D stuff, and they, they have a little video that they show where, where people are like reacting to it, and it's it's the video is hilarious. I think actually it's it's pretty. Uh, here I'll play here's it. some of the audio. Yeah, this is neat. This is really neat. <laughs> when I turn it, it moves. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I, I don't. I mean, I, we were saying this before we started the podcast, but nobody I know is like blown away by a product and be like that is so neat when, when you like, turn it it moves no one uses the word neat like neat yeah. is not like I'm when I'm sure the first person that saw the iPhone was not like oh so neat <laughs> so neat like you know if it's awesome you're like holy shit this is amazing you know you that, go, I would that would sell me if someone was right if, if someone was like yeah yeah if someone was yeah. like fuck me I will want this phone right now you'd be like oh my god I gotta go buy that phone right yeah. but when someone's like ah neat kind of neat <laughs> yeah so you know, I I, get, I just I look at that 3D stuff and I'm like I've kind of, I mean we've seen parallaxing on on the iPhone and other stuff yeah. and I'm sure it does it a little bit smoother and but it wasn't like they show like the flip to like that you can like flip your phone like you're having a seizure and it'll <laughs> like pull up a menu. Well, it was kind of like Urban Spoon, so that was a gimmick. It was a, it was a smart gimmick because it inspired like word of mouth but you know you're yeah. not going to shake your phone to get rec restaurant right. Right, and and this one also if you rotate the phone forward it'll like scroll the text. Which sounds like a horrible Dude. idea. Like half the time I'm like reading in the back of a cab or something, and if I like, move my phone for two seconds, yeah. it's gonna scroll like two pages. Like, yeah, I don't know. Man. That reminds me of a mobile game. Actually, it was probably two or three years ago. It uses the accelerometer to uh, fly through intestines. So the entire purpose is you pull up your phone and you're flying through intestines, and you have to move your body, and you're going upside down, and you're rotating 360, and that's how you fly through intestines. And then you're wasn't there a movie about that? There was some movie about that where somebody like swallowed the tail, and it, they were like in somebody's intestine, and they could fly through the intestines. Anyway, I don't know. Um, anyway, a couple of the other features, real quick, is there was like, there's this feature where obviously the Mayday stuff, which we've all seen before on the Kindle Fire tablets, which I think is cool. I mean, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, like the Mayday is going to save me a ton of time with parent tech support, which we all have to deal with. Um, you know the the other thing that that was interesting was that feature that Firefly was it yeah Firefly where you can go and you can like hold it in front of anything and it will like identify what's on the table so if there's like a mm. book or a magazine or something it'll identify it and then like you can buy it yeah but it, some of that is just like are really like you're gonna launch you know, like I saw a video and the guy like held it up to a book and he's like, "Whoa, the book is this!" And you're like, "You knew the book it was says, that. It's yeah, on the table. You can read spine. the cover. <laughs> you don't need to like hold your phone and wait 15 seconds yeah. for identify. Like just search for it." But what it was that company that? It feels very gimmicky. Well, and there's an app that does it on the iPhone that they released that does all right. of that, right? Right. You can well, just scan the UPC code. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's not that big of a deal to have to do the cover. I just and mm -hmm. they also used a CD as an example like, oh, if you you have a CD, a CD, you can scan it and it'll start playing on Amazon. It's like, why even talk about CDs when you're trying to announce <laughs> wow. something that's supposed to be forward to an early adopter, yeah, techie community. Well, what was that company that Google bought that reads text and translates it for you? Uh, I don't know the name. It was on Product Hunt not long ago, so it it reads text. It's good for traveling. So if you're looking at billboards or signs and trying to navigate, you hold up your phone and it replaces the text using I think this similar oh, font to. Well, that was what uh, app iOS had that first, right? That app that you hold up to signs and like if you were yeah, in it was on Mexico iOS or something. Google bought and, that company. Oh, did they? Yeah, I forgot the name. Okay, I hadn't anyway. heard that. 
Um, Interesting tactic. I've been just sort of am- the, amazed by the whole. I felt like I thought they differentiated in a bigger way or a different way, and mm-hmm. I, I was I've been sitting here trying to find the interview that I read today, and I thought it was with the Wall Street Journal or New York Times, but they were asking the person was like I was surprised you didn't differentiate more on price because mm-hmm. not one hundred ninety nine dollars is the same as all your competition, and his response was well you have to remember this is thirty two gigs instead of sixteen that's a pretty big deal. And I was sort of amazed by like the fact that they're still thinking about that that level of functionality mm-hmm. um, because yeah. it's just the, those specifications. Like, I feel like Apple proved a long time ago that if you really want to market something, like it's not going to be getting into that level of uh, right. specifications. Right. You got to wow people with something else, and I just don't I don't see anything about it that's interesting. The one thing I did like is they have unlimited backups now, free unlimited cloud storage. Yeah, for so photos. It, yeah, you get free unlimited cloud storage for all your photos. This kind of fucks you in a way, though, with cluster, right? And it's no. not really in the sharing side. No, no, not really. I feel like it's... Are we allowed to cuss on here, by the way? Yeah, it's fine. You know, everyone's competing. We started, and we didn't want to have anything to do with uh, backup or storage, just because that I think there's a different battle being waged there. Yeah. Um, so we've never really been worried about any of that, kind of the backup stuff. But uh, it's going to be... Um, I think the best thing about it is hopefully it gets Apple and Google to move a little bit on the way that they're doing storage. Like, I think the iCloud photo library is going to be a huge bonus with, the, with iOS 8. Um, and one of the biggest deals is they changed their pricing. So it's like 50 bucks a year for 200 gigs, which for most people will be enough, and 50 yeah. bucks is reasonable. Uh, if they made it free, that would be even better. But just the yeah. idea that these companies are, make, are bringing their devices and putting unlimited storage behind them so you don't... So, like, my mom's never going to sign up for a Dropbox account and, like, set it up to back up everything off of her yeah. phone. But if Apple did it, and it's part of the work. onboarding process of purchasing yeah. your phone, part, part, part of the onboard. So I think yep. Amazon, like I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of have to start doing that though when you have a 13 megapixel camera. Like these images are getting so big that they're just filling up the phone instantly. So yeah. the question I have is, when you take a photo with the Fire Phone, does it automatically transfer it to the cloud, yeah. or does it keep it locally cached on your device, and then if your device gets full, you can't back up anymore to the cloud? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so this, I actually posted, did a post this morning about this because it's kind of, I've always wanted it to happen. I'm waiting for some company to take the original resolution, move that to the cloud, and leave a shitty resolution on the phone. Yeah, they said here, I'm looking at the, the terms of service, it says, uh, Fire Phone owners get free unlimited photo storage in full resolution for all their photos taken with the Fire Phone. The only question still, that still remains, I guess, is whether or not... I think it's like Dropbox. capacity. It sinks. I mean, oh, so it's, it's sinking. It's sinking, not so backing I felt, up. So, so, so Keeping you, you're still filling up your device. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if yeah. I fill up the 32 gigs yeah. on my phone, yeah, and I take the next photo that's going to go over that that amount of storage, I can't take that photo. That would be, that full. would be how I would assume it would work. But I also think that if you del- started deleting photos, it wouldn't be deleting them off of your um, the Amazon account. Hmm. That's what I would assume. I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely think that that's the most interesting part about it, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I as many products. Uh, as I pay attention to, I didn't even watch any of that fire stuff. I was totally ignoring it. I feel like I paid more attention to the obscure and unknown products than I do the big launches. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'll find out about it on the podcast or something. Yeah. You guys will <laughs> wait for us. Oh, you know, we forget <laughs> about, about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Kevin, uh, Apple came out with something new. Can you come over to my house? Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Like, even Slingshot, I, I, I was, like, ignoring it for the, the rest of the day because I'm like, oh, everyone's playing with it. I'm going to look at this other stuff. i got too much stuff to do. But you played with it, right? I've been playing with Slingshot now. I know Brennan has some strong opinions about it. I I don't have a strong opinion. I don't know whether I like it or not. There are things I like about it. There are things that are confusing and weird. 
but I'm also kind of, I'm willing to accept the weird and the different too. We were chatting on, on product and about this a little bit. I think Snapchat, I love Snapchat, but it's, it's UI, it's UX is very awkward and, and strange. I think Slingshot is very similar in that way. I just think Slingshot is... I thought when I started using it, I thought the UX was a mess. Um, but I'm starting to feel, and I hate to... Like, I don't like to think this way, but I'm starting to wonder if I'm just too old for some <laughs> of these apps because it feels yeah. like so many of them come out and I'm just like, I don't understand why this exists. Mm -hmm. Or I don't understand why this interaction needs to be there. Yeah, but you and I have been using TapTalk like crazy. Yeah, you and I use TapTalk and I love it. I've said this to you, like, because you and I have come up with a use case and we only send each other like a specific type of video that's like sort of a battle between this like ridiculous video. But we never send, I never send him a picture of like So you gotta watch. explain that. What's, what's the use case? So we'll make like, so TapTalk, if you haven't played with the app, it allows you to shoot like with one tap like quick little 15 second clips mm -hmm. and so we uh and you have no there's no re-recording or going back the second it goes and records it goes out no matter it's how good fast. or bad it was right yep. so we go in and oh, actually we just do stupid shit <laughs> like we just do like like everything from one time brennan sent me a photo of him like it was dark and all of a sudden the lights were flipped on and he's like laying in the corner of the room like his girlfriend's recording this and he's like screaming like turn it off turn it off like turn out the lights and he's like half naked and it was just funny and so we're do, we do really stupid funny like little joke videos yeah. well the the like, sort of what got us to get to that point though is that we started realizing because it auto loops which I think is the best part right, you when you send someone a short video with like a big burst of sound it's ridiculous to kind of watch over and over again. Yeah. So we've probably spent like four days coming up with the most extreme, this quick videos we could do that would be hilarious when looping. Yeah, I, my favorite part is I'll take TapTalk and I'll put up the emojis and then you place emojis in different areas. Yeah, and you can make like you're smoking a cigarette or something. Yeah, yeah, or I can like, I have a pig nose right now. I'm trying to uh, give myself a pig nose and I'm gonna send this to Abe because he loves TapTalk. Abe. And now I got like my face with a pig nose. It's just, yeah. it's fun. It's fun, but outside of like the ridiculous shit that Kevin and I send to each other, almost everything I get on Tap Talk is fairly monotonous. It's like someone takes show and sends a picture of like yeah. overlooking the city, and it's, I don't, I never like Snapchat, so I don't like that use case of it. Yeah. Um, so to get back to Slingshot, I think that it's it's something that I necessarily I, like. I never think to reach for it and use it for anything. Yeah. I um, hate the loop crap where you have to send one to get one. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's, that's the most in, awkward, weird thing. In my first couple days, I think that I would say ninety percent of the photos that I sent or saw were is like of a wall or of the floor because people were taking it to see my photo, mm -hmm. and then I'd get a picture of the ground. But to see the picture of the ground, I'd be like, shit, I have to send a picture of something. Yeah, so I'd right. send a picture of a doorknob. And there was no actual content being sent. And mm -hmm. I just, I like the idea. The idea that you sort of have to unlock the picture is interesting. Um, that is interesting. But I, something about that Something idea. about this interesting, but it seems like, this is one of those things I feel like inside Facebook, it was kind of, this idea was sold to people, and then they yeah. started using it in the way that Facebook wanted them to use it. And then it seemed like this amazing thing. In the wild, like, literally no one I know has used it for any, yeah. like, actual, real, interesting the, the, the thing about this, though, is I was talking to a buddy of mine that, that worked at Facebook, and he said that it was a team of about 15 people um, that went off and built this for a couple months. Mm. And I feel like if you're Facebook, it, you've clearly got some awesome talent internally, product-wise. Like, go out and do 10 of these a year. Why not? Yeah. Like, they're going to get press around every single one. If it doesn't work after two months, just kill it. Who yeah. cares, you know? Well, the nice yeah. thing is the more failures they have, the more the less pressure each one will be. Because right, right now yeah. it's like, oh, like there was, I don't know, TechCrunch article about like, oh, is this strike three? Because 
if they've released these micro projects that haven't really worked. Yeah. But if they had like ten of them out and some of them were working better than others, like we would stop talking about like the, whether this is like Facebook is failing. Yeah. Listen, I, I think it's a great idea. They should yeah. do more of these. Like yeah. fail a yeah. hundred times. You know what? Next time maybe one oh one they'll find the next ten billion dollar company, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. They, they keep getting a lot of hate hatred just because they're Facebook. It's cool to hate on Facebook. And I completely agree. They should be doing more of these these products. What's fascinating is they don't have, if I'm not mistaken, they don't have Facebook Connect. Like, you can't connect or, or with your friends. You can't share on Facebook through this app. You can, you, it's very you can, unique. You can, uh, you can do Facebook Connect to, sh to see who else is using it. That's right. That's but you right. don't sign up with Facebook, which is the yeah, crazy they thing. They don't require it. You can't share, I think, to Facebook in any way, though. It's very much segmented yeah. outside yeah. of that onboarding flow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it follows this insight that I believe is that people don't really trust Facebook for with this kind of stuff. Like, they yeah. use Snapchat because it's not Facebook, and if yeah. Slingshot was Facebook branded, people probably wouldn't use it, but hopefully there's, the majority of America will download it and not know it's Facebook and mm -hmm. just maybe use it instead of Facebook, thinking they're going yeah. against it. I mean, there's a huge, we get emails all the time. When we had Facebook sign up as our only option, we would get emails constantly from people saying, I don't want to sign in with Facebook. Don't I don't trust that. Facebook. Facebook is the worst. You should have Instagram login. They, <laughs> oh, man. they were like, they, you yeah. should have Instagram login. Like they actually respect our privacy. Yeah. And no clue that Instagram was open. Well, I just talked to Kyle and Michael. I had them on the podcast and they're uh, 17 and 19. And they said their friends back at home don't know Instagram as part of Facebook. Like the majority of people just don't know that yeah. because there's no sign of it anywhere yeah. inside the app at all. I think it's, it's smart. really smart yeah. of Facebook yeah. to keep doing things outside of Facebook. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think Slingshot stands a chance to be interesting. Who knows if it'll actually last? I am confused right now though because I, I'm opening up the app. I've been sending, I've been slinging. Is that what you call it? I've been slinging. Slinging. I've been slinging uh, to a lot of people, and I it says I have 24 unlocked and 14 unlocked. I think I understand. I'm fairly like technically savvy, and I kind of get apps, but I don't know what that means exactly. Like I understand I have to like unlock a photo, but. I'm looking at this, and how do I unlock? Well, like, the weird thing is, like, you swipe down. If I remember, you swipe down. You yeah. have a list of the names of the people that you have to unlock from. If you tap the person's name, what should happen is you should be able to send them a photo immediately. Exactly. Yeah. So it says two unlock shots. First, you have to sling something back. Okay. How do so I sling something? So to be able to sling it back, you have to go in, start from scratch, like and then photo. find that person's name in the list of people to send to. So you, it, yeah. it doesn't make that that interaction to me is just bizarre. The fact that they wouldn't make that easier. Yeah. And I didn't even know the whole React part, where like you tap the bottom and a little half camera comes up. Yeah. I didn't find that until, kind of, I'd already written off the app. That's that's my favorite part of it. I like React. Yeah. And. But like a React is different than sending a photo to unlock, and it's just. Yeah. I just I feel like I think what we we're saying. I think there's something there, and maybe like the next version will, hopefully, rem like just clarify a lot of the UX and clarify yeah. some of the main use cases. But I think the one of the oddest choices is the Mario Paint music. I'm talking about Riz was talking about that earlier I don't yeah. ever have sound on my phone that's when you're okay. like drawing so uh, let me open it up so when you start drawing it starts playing music oh I love that actually I thought that yeah? was kind of cute I, it's just something that it's a nice little touch I think that the whole like adding little elements of sound to apps is like something that's happening a lot more even um, TapTalk has that when like so here we go Reminds me of Mario Paint, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. yeah, totally. I think that's what it is. It's very Mario Paint-esque. That's what it brings me back to. like drawing stuff. I just it's, think it's neat that, people, that designers are starting to use sound as an element to make something more delightful as opposed to yeah. just visuals. I think that's a nice trend. Yeah, and from a marketing perspective, you know, most people do have their phones muted, but when they don't, if you are have this like sound coming from your phone, I'm going to ask you, what are you, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. It's going to inspire people to talk about this. Well, so it's I interesting to see which apps are actually overriding the mute 
um, feature. Because like Tap Talk, yeah. it doesn't matter if I have the phone muted, it'll still make the little like bloop when I have Yeah, that thing. annoys me actually. Because I'll be opening it like I'll be in a meeting or something. I'll be opening Tap Talk and be like bloop. Yeah. Like, Even if your phone is muted? Uh huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you can. Is that against? That must be against iOS Mm-mm. guidelines. No. Mm-mm. There are different ways you could do it. I think it might depend on the, the use case. Because if you're like a music app, I think you, I think it's okay to override it because otherwise you can't really use the app and it's confusing. Yeah, if you like go into YouTube and start watching a video, if it's muted, it'll start playing. Yeah. But if you like Headspace, I saw this last night. I was using Headspace and their videos don't override it just because they never they didn't set that up correctly. But mm-hmm. you can. You I love Headspace as an app. The Coding it's, the it's the worst. It's the worst app. It's the worst. I was like, I was like, oh, I can't wait to sit down and use this. I'm going to airplay it. And I was like, oh, like you can't airplay video, which you get for free. I don't even know how they didn't get. It, it's, it's the. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad, and it's got such potential. It you, can't buy any, you can't buy anything through it. I want. I've been wanting to upgrade, and I just found out. You just told me, oh, you have to go to the website to do it. That's even though, like, you finish a program, they're like you should upgrade. Really, and then you can't. That's yeah. that's bad. Anyway, but it's a great app. Everyone should download it. It really is a really nice app. I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's no, a nice idea. It sucks, but it's Sorry. awesome. No, it's hard to explain. I it's know a, what you're saying. It's, it's, it's not... It's a good app product. Sucks. Bad app. Is right. That? The content is good. Yeah. The app sucks. Headspace is an overall product. It's a meditation app. Getting people mm-hmm. to start meditating is a great overall product. The the iOS app that they built for the product is needs to be redone. And I'm sure the people are quite nice. Yeah. Horrible app. <laughs> <laughs> So there's an app I want to talk about called Postmark. Have you guys heard about it? No. Mm-mm. So this was on a couple of days ago, and it's I like to describe it like front back meets pen pals. Oh boy. Yeah, that's that's my like Y for X. And so what you do is you you can actually first load up the app. You can choose a region of which pen pals you want to talk to. And are these pen uh, pen pals? Okay. Pen pals. I remember pen pals. You know, I, I remember them, but th- those are people that you had previously established a relationship with that you were going <coughs> to no. start. Pen pals were random, right? They were random people. Usually they were they're random and they were usually across the world. Yeah. That's the idea. So you would just yeah. send a letter to Ghana and someone would then would that, that person write you back? Yeah. And then would you write them back? Yeah, then they'd ask for money. So you would yeah. start <laughs> so you'd start the relationship, but the the randomness is at the beginning for pen pals. Is that what you're saying? I don't know how it actually started in terms of I don't know if they're like Because it wasn't like you were sending letters to different people. You eventually had It was a the same person. Pal. Right. Right. Well okay. it's a pal that you write with a pen too. It's just I mean it's it's a friend. It's a friend that I think schools promoted it to increase cultural awareness or something. Yes, okay. schools did. So the, Postmark the is, they, what you're saying, is they match you up with some random person in a different country, yeah. and you just start a conversation. And yeah. continue with that, that particular person. But it's not chat? No, it's a little bit different. So you, you load it up, and you choose which region you want to reach out to. I'm going to so download this right now. It sounds yeah. kind of cool. It is pretty cool. And so let me, let's go to Africa. So I click Next, and now I'm looking at different people in Africa. Now this is pretty new so I don't know how many people will be there uh, bummer no people in Africa what's it called again postmark without any vowels which I know um, so uh, let's just go to Northwest because I know Damn there are it. people there what postmark without any vowels iOS oh, 8 boy. isn't the most stable operating oh, system just crashed yeah so I'm choosing Northwest now it's loading up different people and come on load for me so once this loads it'll show different pen pals different people on the service that I can reach out to so here's John Francis Cardwell in North America. Here's Calais, I don't know how to pronounce that name actually. Uh, Paul Davison, Danielle. So you get to select them based on what criteria? Just location or is based there? Location and you can, usually when it loads it'll show a picture. And, Isn't uh, Paul the highlight guy? Is, that, is he local? Uh, this is Northwest so it's probably a lot of Silicon Valley people. So here's my buddy Chris who I've been 
I don't know, postmarking? Is this a new is this a new buddy or this is actually a person I know, which so it's kind of against the point. But what you do is you find a person and then you send a photo, just like front and back, you send a back facing camera photo, mm-hmm. and then you send send like a front facing like selfie. And then you type something. So it could be any message. It could be so like So it's a short little it's not like you're writing them a full on letter. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it could be a full on letter, but from my experience it's like two sentences or something. Usually it's what you're doing or, you know, something about your day, whatever. And then they get that message and they can reply to you. So it's really simple. It's kind of compelling in that how many social apps or mobile apps do you connect with random people, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's not weird and awkward. Like the way it's presented and I think the branding, it feels feels comfortable. It's not like, you know, the extreme of, um, um, what's it called? The dick, the dick video. Oh, the penis one. Yes, the penis one. Chat roulette. Chat roulette. Yeah, chat roulette. Jeez, forgot about that. The dick. Yeah, I have yet to get any penises, so it's penis free as far as I know. Choose a pen pal in Asia. Okay, so how do I? Do I swipe something? So you. Oh, these are different people. Those are different people. So you can choose who you. It says just in Asia. It it doesn't give me like. Uh oh, I think I selected someone. Did I select someone? No. You tap it. Tap it, and you should be able to. I know it's a little awkward. How do I? That's that's just a little more. Yeah. There's only three people in Asia. That sucks. Come on, come on, Asian people. All right. All right, so start over. Start over. Australia, fun. There's some some interesting stuff going on around anonymous locate, like, I hate to go back three years and talk about, like, social, local, mobile stuff, but yeah. it's like, you remember Yobongo? You were in sort of yeah. involved with that, right? Yeah. Like they, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, and they had like a really, really cool little product, and um... Mm-hmm. That was bought by Facebook, right? No, they, they uh, didn't sell... Oh, no, it was yeah, bought by uh, Mixbook. Mixbook, yeah. and they went oh, okay. on to build Mosaic, which is an amazing app to build yeah. um, photo books, but... Mm-hmm. They, you know, their whole premise was, oh, we're just going to basically do localized chat rooms, like people in your neighborhood, yeah. and it didn't, it never really worked very well. Um, but that, and then it was quiet for a couple of years, and I feel like it's come back a ton. Like I feel like totally. on Product Town, I, every day I'm seeing something like this has to do with neighborhood chatting or questions around your neighborhood, or yep. like just this whole idea of like chatting with someone you don't know based on a location. Like this mm-hmm. is obviously different because the whole point is you're not in the same location, yep. but it still goes along with that. I'm going to sit there and spend my time talking to someone who I don't know based on the fact that they are somewhere. Yeah. Which is happening more and more. So we were just chatting. When I was coming up to your office here, I got a push notification for Shortwave. Do you know Shortwave, Kevin? No. So Shortwave is, it's, uh, I don't know what it's using, Bluetooth maybe? And it, sorry. Whoa. That was intense. Sorry. Um, so Shortwave, you communicate with people 100 meters around you. So it's very, very local. And so I get a push notification saying someone is nearby you that's on Shortwave. And I rarely get those because no one, very few people are on it. And so now I'm like very compelled. I'm like, who is it? Who is it? I'm like looking around. And I thought it might have been Brendan because you're usually trying a lot of cool apps. But the app is simple. It's like you get connected to people around you within 100 meters and it's a chat room and it's anonymous. If I leave that, like if I'm in a cab and I just happen to pass someone and I go 100 meters away, does it drop the chat? Yeah. yeah. It does. So it's kind of weird. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how they overcome weird. that. But you choose an avatar kind of like secret in that you hmm. you have these different kind of characters. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's well that. designed. Uh, of course, it's just super local that I never get an opportunity to use it. But yeah. you can imagine it being useful at a concert or some place that's like super, super local hmm. for a lot of people. Um, Have you seen Beta Wave? The music thing? I haven't played it's on your site. Yeah. So you just tap little things oh, and it yeah. allows you to create your own songs. I just 
just made that. Dude, publish that. And then you can pick different, like, so I can change, like, hold on. Wait a minute. We sort of banned guys. So, what, so this app, like, what is, so someone built it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, but what do you, what happens to this? That's I publish it and I make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Huh, well, that makes sense. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because this is really neat. Do you remember MTV Music Generator? No. Oh, did you? You guys didn't play with that back in the day? I think so I'm it was too on, young. It was on the PlayStation 1, the first one. It was amazing. So you had a similar interface where you just like create different um, drum loops and harmonies, and you had like Snoop Dogg had his like uh, cameo and stuff, and you just made music, and it was just it was just like an easy way to create music as a kid. Did anybody make anything fun or? I made some sweet stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's gone though. Any other cool apps you guys are playing with? Uh, a couple that are not released yet, so I guess we can't talk about. Oh man. Hmm. Oh, well, Glose I've been playing with. Is what? I don't think it's public though. Glose? What's that? Uh, can you talk about it? Can you go to see if Glose.com has any information? I can talk about whatever's on their front page. What is it? G-L-O-S-E dot com. Let's see what it says. Get inspired by what you read. Yeah, so it's basically, it's it's like a next generation uh, ebook reader, but very social. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, Design's clean. Yeah, the design is really clean, and it lets you do some really fun things. I don't want to get into the features yet because I don't think yeah. you can sign up to to request an account. But it, so I guess the net of this is like, if anyone out there is, is listening and they actually like reading books and they want it to be a more social experience with friends, um, it's some of the coolest stuff that I've ever seen in that space. Um, certainly kills a lot of the other readers that are just kind of like you know the best they do is like generic highlighting yeah. and things like that. So. Uh, check out Glose.com. So last last product I want to talk about, because it's been blowing up today, especially in the startup world, is Yo. Ah, uh, yes. I know we talked about it on the podcast before, but It was now... on your site a long time ago. I, I used it, I signed up for it, like, because I found it on Product Hunt, but this was like a couple months ago. Yeah, this is, it was a month ago, almost exactly, actually. It was posted. Oh, was it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Yo, I, if anyone's listening to the podcast, you're like, oh, stop, Ryan, you've already talked about this a million times simple app where you open it up and you enter a username, your friend's username. When you tap it, it sends them a push notification that says yo. And that's it. So I'm going to send a yo to a bunch of people here. And I'm probably going to get some replies because people like to yo each other, especially now. I was asking for a username again. I already created an account. There's no login. I Yeah, I had that issue too. He had to manually fix it for me. It's this. So this app was built in eight hours, so... And it's already a multi-million dollar company. Yeah, so they announced yesterday, I think, they raised a million dollars. Which is kind of crazy. But, I don't know. There, There's... Yo. There we go. I'm getting some yos. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. People have definitely taken this app yo. and made yo. huge yo. philosophical yo. Yo. Uh, diatribes about what it means for tech and what it means for mobile. And Yep, that's yeah. Been, it's, yeah. What are they saying? Are people just like hating? Well, if you look at TechCrunch right now, there's the two feature <laughs> articles. One is yo, and one is meh. Um, Jordan Crook did like a, she put a kind of a long, um, just talked about it in like the context of the overall app art ecosystem. And I, I'm not going to, uh, I can't go in detail because I didn't read it that closely. But yeah. it was, there was a lot of thought yeah. put into sort of what this could mean. And, 
and then um, the the sort of the more Mike Butcher did one called <laughs> Meh, where he pretty much just mocked the entire yeah. thing. Um, both are worth reading, uh, yeah. but yeah. it's been interesting to see how much people want to write about something that is so basic. Yeah. Yeah. How so, can I remove friends, by the way? That's the one thing I just don't know how to do. I don't think you can. It, yeah. You, I think you might be able to block them, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's... So there's a Business Insider article this morning, and part of it was talking about... Pro, well, it was about Product Hunt, but it was talking about Yo and how Yo was on Product Hunt a month ago. And actually, right before this, I, I also spoke with another journalist <coughs> reporter writing a piece on... Um, regarding Yo and kind of what it's inspiring in terms of like, there's so many apps out there, so many products, there's so much funding, there's so much noise. Like how do you cut through, you're obviously looking at so many different products and deals and like how do you cut through the noise or how do you surface like deals that actually are, are viable? I think it, a lot of it has to, comes down to just like guys like you and Brendan and other people just like sending stuff that they think is really cool. So yeah. it's already kind of like cross that hurdle before it gets to us. Yeah. And so it's pretty qualified by the time we actually get a chance to play around with it. So thankfully it's not a lot of sifting through garbage, but, but yeah. just, you know, then it comes down to personal taste and kind of like where you, where you see things going. Um, and then, you know, there's probably out of those 10 that you get, let's say get 10 in a week, uh, you probably find one or two that you'd like to learn more about and mm -hmm. then reach out and hopefully grab a coffee and just doing that over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What product what product have you seen recently that has come in that didn't come in with any sort of context that you just immediately were like this is amazing. Something that's obviously released that you're not playing. Like, well, I think that Tap Talk for me was the first time that I felt like it was some really interesting. It was breaking some of the more traditional uh, conventions around like having a stream of photos, mm -hmm. you know, just like these allows you to quickly get through them. Mm -hmm. um, also, just the way and how fun and easy it was uh, to send photos. So it took something that was, at, you know, for most apps is a five-step process and made it one, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, I, I love that kind of stuff. Typically, I look for you know, things that are, are kind of bigger and bolder and new big vertical ideas where they're just, you know, not a me too product. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it was like they, there's also something to be said about an app that goes in and smooths like a lot of the rough edges, like, you know, takes a product that is heavy. And I mean, it's, it's basically what Instagram did, you know, Instagram, like if, if you remember a time before Instagram, you remember like thinking about photo apps and photo sharing, you're like, well, why would anyone build an app like that? Because if you thought about it, everyone was just posting their apps to Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. Or you'd tweet out a picture of something cool. And then when you're able to like just say, you know, it's not about the social network piece as much as it about really just like creating a dedicated space for me to do this and, and do it efficiently mm -hmm. and better than anyone else. Um, and then just going after that. Because I remember Mark back in the day was saying that photos was kind of like the big driver for growth for Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. when you would tag someone and they would get an email saying that they appeared in a photo, that's like a hundred percent click through rate. Yeah. Like yeah. when someone sees that they've been posted somewhere, they're like, I want to see myself because they, I hope it's not a bad photo. Right. Yeah. And we're all vain. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, this was an app where it caught my attention from just some of the more UX stuff that was going on. I thought it was clever. Yeah. It was lightweight. It felt good. Um, so, you know, I guess I, that was kind of a non-answer, but it's a little bit, it's, it's every week brings something different. I feel like that, that's the interesting thing about answers. That's the same way I've been feeling, which is the apps that stand out to me aren't like with Instagram. It was, yes, they made my photos better, but it was, they really built this like neat 
space and this community of people that were sharing similar things. And I, that was one of the parts that was really compelling, mm -hmm. in addition to the fact that they make my photos look better. But all the apps that sort of catch my eye now are all, they've come up with a neat interaction. It's like almost 100%. Like those are the apps that stand out. I don't I don't think Yo has that need of an interaction because there's so much that just isn't there. Yeah. But with Tap Talk, I was like, wow, that's a really good idea just to put the faces and have you be able to tap or hold. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like I think those are the apps that are getting my attention more than anything, which which then like, you know, a couple weeks after starting to use it, I might not actually it's not sticky, but those are the ones yeah. that I'm like kind of surprised by. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I think when Slingshot gets so many of those interactions wrong, I like lose interest so quickly. So quick, quick thing about Slingshot is I'm getting Slingshot fatigue. So they have a select all button, which is, I don't know why they did that, but you are compelled to select all and select all of your friends and send them your photos. And so yesterday I went through 120 like Slingshots or Slings, whatever. And I was just bored by like number 50. It was like, I'm done with this. These aren't personal. These aren't to me. Whereas Tap Talk, it's one to one. There's no way to send one to many. Yeah. Right. And you see people, like, yeah, like doing like rapid fire machine gun tapping, but you know, you know that they actually selected you, and this this message was just for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is fun. I'm super glad you guys came on. And anything you guys want to plug? Any anything at all? I don't have anything to plug. You should plug your app. Yeah. Download Cluster. Um, download Cluster and Screenshotter. Both available. Screenshotter is you didn't, fun. You didn't mention Screenshotter in the show. Do you want to? Especially for this audience, I think they would like Screenshotter. Well, they'd love yeah. Cluster, too. Screenshot. Uh, yeah, Screenshotter is sort of a, an app that we built internally for my design process and basically came to the fact that uh, Screenshot management on the iPhone is a complete nightmare. So it's just a simple little app, um, Screenshotter.net, or search for Screenshotter on the, uh, on the App Store. And it, all it does is take the screenshots in your camera roll, separate them, and make them easy to organize. It's, yeah. It was about a two-day project for me and another person on the team, and it, we had it for about five months internally. We showed us enough people that we decided to release it. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of these. You know, I'm sure that you, we all do this. Like, there'll be something on Instagram where I'm like, oh, I want to save that for later. That's just too funny, and I like yeah. screenshot it. Or there's a text from somebody, and you're like, oh, that was amazing. Or you're building your product, and you like are working through screens, and you screen capture those. So certainly, screenshots are, you know, probably five percent of my photo library. Yeah. You know, and I just like, yeah. I this is an awesome way to organize that stuff. Yeah. So it used to probably be thirty to fifty percent of my my library because at Playhaven I would looking at mobile games I'd be taking screenshots of different patterns and things and it was just a mess and I used to also use uh, Timehop and so Timehop would start resurfacing old like year old like mobile gaming photos and it's like that's not I don't need to see that right now so no. I wish I don't know if iOS 8 is doing anything in that area because I haven't been no it's hilarious when we built it we were like well we should probably release it it was the conversation I was like let's release it next week because it's going to be obsolete in a few in a few weeks when iOS 8 comes <laughs> yeah. out like of course Apple has to do this it's the yeah. simplest thing ever and they haven't at least what they've shown they haven't shown it and they're, they're yeah. doing anything with it so yeah even just a toggle like screenshots versus non-screenshots would be useful yeah, yeah. anything yeah. but yeah it doesn't look like they're, they're doing anything so yeah. screenshot is a neat app it's really neat it's, it's like, very straightforward very purposeful it's neat it's, it's, yeah. I guess yeah, really <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> dick <laughs> Oh, one thing I'll say is that if you are an awesome designer, uh, mobile designer, web designer, whatever, uh, send me your Dribble account uh, on Twitter at, at Kevin Rose. I got a little fun project I want to hack on. So if you're cool, send that to me. Thanks. Sweet. Maybe we'll be on Product Hunt someday. Someday? Uh, you can be on Product Hunt. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks so much. It was awesome. See you guys. See you.